gorgeous listeners, welcome back to another edition of Throwing Shade. Alan, how is it going? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Excited to be here, to be hanging out and talking demons. Excited to be back into regular episode mode for like an episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We were in Detroit, which was amazing. Thank you again to the Detroit JCC and everybody who came out. It was so much fun. And then we had our crossover episode with our friends at The Portion, which was also amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we're doing a little in-betweeny, back-to-business kind of episode before we head to Philadelphia for the Jewish New Media Festival. But we'll say more about that later. Um, So today, actually... It's going to be sort of also not normal because we're <laughs> going to spend the whole time on a really cool listener question. So Stephen on Twitter asked us uh, to talk about demonic possession. And we're like, gosh, we can't we can't pass up an offer like that. We have addressed it lightly in other episodes, right? Yeah. But we won't it's come up. It's come up. How can demonic possession not come up, honestly? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, but let's take today and really dive deep, right? Right? Sure. Are you with me? Let's yeah. do it. Okay. I'm 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 feeling the possession vibe. Let's do it. Okay. So, Alan, how shall we kick off our discussion? Yeah. So, um like you said, we did address it a little bit. It's a thing that happens. It's a thing. Uh I guess we start at the Demonic beginning. Demonic possession like you do. <laughs> um unfortunately. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hopefully not. Right. Right, right. No, no, no. We're not advocating <laughs> um, for any of these things, obviously. Um, <laughs> Alan's not sure about me, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah so we, we should start at the beginning, right? Very good place to start. Um, we actually have demonic possession in Tanakh. Mm. So it goes all the way back to Tanakh. Really? Yeah. Uh, some of us who are familiar with the book of Shmuel... Samuel. The books of Shmuel mm-hmm. um, and uh, the story of King David in his early years mm-hmm. uh, are familiar with the story of his predecessor, the king of Israel, Shaul. Ah, Saul. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, yes, who was a little, you know, a, a little unpredictable. Sure. Well, right. Um, but Shaul HaMelech is described in chapter 16 of the book of Shmuel, Mm -hmm. that Shaul has what's referred to in the Hebrew there as a ruach Mm -hmm. ra'ah, an evil spirit. Yeah. That is... uh, A bad mood. Right. Um, Yeah. Before I say any more, would you mind reading Stephen's tweet for us, Miriam? Sure. Okay. I have it right (laughs) here. Here is where I have it. And... Okay, so Stephen was replying to another retweet, which had quote tweeted something else, and it was all in reference of, "This is you don't know what I'm talking about because you're not on Twitter." But it's <laughs> like, okay. Um, Our listeners, they were talking about probably, like yeah. all of these, um, all of these movies, in which there is some kind of crazy demonic possession, and um, a another twitter person had said something like does anyone else jewish watch these catholic slash exorcism based horror movies and think r.i.p to these christians but i'm different and steven replied to that saying i can't remember if throwing shade has addressed possess possession and exorcism yet if you haven't please do great that's why i wanted to bring up the question because it's possession and exorcism yes and in the specific example i'm citing right now from the book of Shmuel, Mm -hmm. um, 
there is the possession of Shaul HaMelech by this Ruach Ra'ah, this evil spirit. Yes. And Ruach, as we've discussed in this podcast previously, Ruchin is one of the castes of the Shadim. Right. And this is an evil shade mm-hmm. that has taken possession of of uh, of Shaul. Yeah. Uh, you might often, but I should I should note that that you might often see it translated as something else as melancholy or melancholia. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Rambam's fault. Another <laughs> story for another episode. Right, um, right, right, right. Um, but well, I think we also get into the habit of sort of anachronistically diagnosing, hmm. you know, the characters in the text and trying to understand well if this person were alive today and behaving in this way. What would the DSM categorize them uh, as, <laughs> right? Like our, I think our instinct is to try and sort of wrap, you know, modern, rational, scientific thinking around some of these, you know, various proclivities of, you know, different biblical characters. So I think that's part of what's going on as well. Okay, that's fair. Um, the again, the reason I wanted to bring up the question is because the exorcism part of that is an extremely important part of the story. Mm-hmm. Right, so the possession is King Shal is Shal Hamelech. Mm-hmm. David, who is still at this point relatively young, um, is known as a wonderful musician, mm-hmm. and is able to at least temporarily exercise this shade from Shal Hamelech with music. Yeah. So um, I think that's a good place to start because you have the possession, you have you have the. Uh, the exorcism. Mm-hmm. David Amelch, it's important to note at this point, is a tzaddik or is somebody who is seen as a tzaddik. It's actually a balchuva, also a tzaddik. Anyway. Okay, um, so a righteous person right. or a balchuva is like returner to the faith, kind of, you know, someone who wasn't previously religious or. No, he was. It was he made somebody who made mistakes. More and to, okay, this is a different discussion. Different discussion. But. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah. he grew in his, in but, his but this observance. Is, and but and also the fact that it's the first reference we have chronologically in in the texts, um, because it comes from the the Tanakh. Um, uh, these are themes that we'll see again. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's also worth mentioning that another text we have, uh, actually, I don't know quote unquote, we have, I don't know, it's from Josephus, mentions a, a, a couple of uh, instances mm. of demonic possession in the Second Temple times. Right, so um, non, non-canonical. This is not right. a, um, a a text that's accepted by the rabbis as part of the traditional Jewish canon, but it's it's studied by scholars and it says a lot about Judaism of the, the Judaism of the era. Sure, sure. I mean, I just bring it up because in the in the Josephus works, he mentions using the Psalms, which traditionally was were were, writ, were basically songs written by um, King David. Yeah. yeah. So so these are these are these are uh, um, an, another part of the theme that comes back up. Right. Uh, so can I clarify something? You mentioned chapter sixteen, but is there a particular incident that you're referring to where Shaul is possessed? Yeah. Um, here, I have let me it let right <laughs> over here. Now it's pulling up the tweet. <laughs> no, it's a <laughs> no. This is long form. This is a medium post. Yeah. Okay, go what? ahead. <laughs> I have, Sorry, it's a Tanakh. Yeah, I have an actual book <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> anyway, um, with pages and everything. Mm. Websites have pages. Um, 
Yeah. So, oh, did you just say websites have pages? No, no. Okay. I didn't. Um, There's no playback or anything. You can't find it. Yeah. Um, whatever. Whatever was going on with him. Um, so it actually it's chapter sixteen and again in chapter eighteen, mm-hmm. which I I don't feel like flipping to right now. But basically, um, yeah, the uh, Shaul has this possession mm-hmm. going on inside of him, inside of him. Yeah, and um, uh, it makes him violent. It makes him uh, uh, very upset. Yeah, um, and he acts kind of erratic. Like it's, yeah, yeah. And when and uh, the advisors don't really know what to do. I kind of explained the story. It's uh, I'm right. doing the nutshell version. I encourage our listeners to go and learn. As this. always, as always. Yes. Go and um, learn. The rest the books, is commentary. Correct. The books of Shmuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, and, and David Amelech, who is known as a, uh, a wonderful musician. Right. With his and is not obviously at that time king yet, but is called in correct. To, to play music for the king in order to soothe him. And it works. Got it. At least okay. temporarily. Great. Ultimately... When when he stops the the Shaul Hamelech throws spears at him, so he has to keep playing. It's a thing, anyway. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they need chicken wire. <laughs> right, like <laughs> right. A, that a Blues Brothers reference. I got it that is, one. It is, yes. Oh, okay. one point for Alan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. So now that we've talked about, I don't even know what for a little bit. Um, <laughs> the we'll, first of many. The first of many. Okay, great. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back to this possession question. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about King David or the King David to be um, soothing uh, King Shaul. The then. The then. King. <laughs> the then actual King Saul um, with his with his music, which is essentially the opposite of uh, which is the opposite of Beatlemania. Right. So <laughs> as opposed to music calming the demonic possession as opposed to causing it. Right. Right. I do want to address that question in a few moments actually really amazing okay so i understand you got a little bit more i don't know nuance well, for yeah, yeah i just want to bring in so historically it's not all the only way let me say it this way to answer to help answer steven's question there are a number of ways to exercise demonic possession demons from a demonic possession mm-hmm. i want to talk about a couple of those that we find in other texts Right. There are also different kinds of possession, mm-hmm. which I do not want to discuss on this podcast episode. Okay. Um, so like, <laughs> so, so like, so there's now that's all I want to talk about. Well, there's there, there's it's like when my mom says, don't dip the cat in the molasses. Like, that's, that's all you want to do. That's all I want. I never would have thought of it. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just mention briefly. So there's possession by Shadim, mm-hmm. but there's also possession by other. Otherworldly beings. Okay. Um spirits of dead humans for example mm. um or what we might call ghosts that sort of thing sure or um uh you know either malevolent or also there are there's such a thing as uh, uh, so that's what's often referred to as a dibic mm-hmm. i'm not going to go into that right, right. now right. there's also something called an ibor which is um a very positive thing when the neshama the, the soul of uh, tzaddik Ooh. can actually um attach itself to a living person what's the word again ibor Ebor, which I've is, never heard that. Yeah, which is like, um, which is like, uh, uh, is similar to the word of being pregnant, right? Like so. Um, uh, oh, yeah, right on. So in Hebrew, so yeah, hmm. same root. Um, cool. 
similar root. Anyway. Okay. But we've established that demonic possession is a thing in Judaism and that this incident with King Saul is one of the earliest incidents that we have of the, of, you know, the sources understanding and, you know, mm-hmm. rabbin- uh, blah, 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 demonic possession happening. Yeah? Correct. Cool. Yes. There is something, um, uh, there's many references to it after Tanakh, mm-hmm. including in the Gemara, in the, in the Talmud, and in, um, and in the Midrashim, many in the Midrashim. Sure. And then as we go on into the, uh, you know, Middle Ages, and even up to the present day. Right. Um, when well, when we've talked about this previously, we've, like, in Hasidic stories and things like that that are much more mm-hmm. modern, at least comparatively, so it shows up. Yes, that's right. You're right. That we, we did reference yeah. that in, in at least one previous episode. Um, we've also uh, so, so and and I and I don't I've never seen this myself, but I'm told that one can search the internet for uh, video of Jewish demonic possession in Israel. Something like the, okay, it's, it's even <laughs> up to the modern day, right? Uh-huh. Um, which uh, you know that's that sort of thing. But yeah. there's a there's another cool story I just want to mention. This is from in the in, in the Talmud from the from the times of the Mishnah. We know because it involves Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, mm-hmm. who was a, a Tana, mm-hmm. um, and w- you know, sort of the uh, um, made one of the major figures, maybe the major figure in mystical Judaism. Right. Is he credited um, with writing the Zohar? He, he did the write, right he did compose the Zohar, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody tells you otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, okay, then. Um, the line has been drawn. Indeed. Excellent. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and that one that one involves the daughter of a certain Kesar, uh, it's talked about. This is in the Gemara in Sex's Megillah, not Megillah, Megillah. Mm. Um, where it's uh, it's Daf Yud Zayin Amud Base for anybody who wants to go learn that, um, page seventeen. <laughs> I couldn't do my math. Second side. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it's in the Talmud. <laughs> um, right, and basically there, he um, there's the daughter of a Kesar, some you know some non-Jewish. Important authority yeah. in in the area mm-hmm. in in Rome. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, long story short, the rabbis are trying to figure out who's gonna go and help this 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 woman. She's been possessed by a, a shade, mm-hmm. and they send Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Well, yeah. And he, when you got the best, you right. send the best. Right. And he's um, we ain't afraid of no shades. His way of exercising the shade is simply. First of all, deciphering who this shade is, mm. it's Ben Tamalion, who I don't know if we've mentioned him in the previous episode, but he's a big one. Wait, um, a shade named Ben Tamalion? Yeah. That's a it comes very up like, a few rabbinic times. sounding name. If you just mentioned that in casual conversation, I'd be all like, oh, yeah, sure. And what are his chuvas? Like, it would. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a very, like, it feels like a name with kavod, with, you know, no, weightiness. No, no, he's not a good one. Okay. Um, ben Tamalion <laughs> is, um, yeah, he comes up a few times. The shade comes up a few times in the Gemara. And this in this particular instance, what happens is, basically in order to exercise Ben Tamalion from this uh, daughter, this, this Caesar's daughter, uh, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai 
he does some crying and whatever. And then he, um, he does some crying. He says he emotionally manipulates <laughs> the shade. No, no. He says, Bentamalion say, Bentamalion say, Bentamalion get out, get out, Bentamalion get out. Yeah, and that works. Oh, right. Oh, um, okay. It's pretty simple. Um, the uh, the other. I feel like part of the thing there though is that this is Shimon Bar Yochai saying get exactly, out. exactly, and that's part of the theme I want to things I want to bring up as we go on and on in history. The exorcisms get more, um, a little bit more co- complicated. Right. Um, later versions well, the world of exorc- gets more gets more complicated, and it's harder to be a tzaddik. It, it, well, as that's viewers of the good place know. That's an interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting take. Um, I think there's a, there's what to be said for there's a a, a very Jewish idea that's um, referred to as Yeridas Adairis, like the farther right. we get from, for example, the revelation at Sinai. Right. Like With every saying, successive the harder, generation, we're you know a little less holy. Harder, hard, yeah. It's it's harder to achieve things as easily maybe in, right. in matters of holiness is maybe what right one way to put it um um later manners of exorcisms tend to take on more like i said complicated forms one of the more popular ones in the middle ages is um actually just simply talking like a lot talk basically like talk, talk therapy talking the shade out no, no, like the 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 tzaddik or whoever the base dean. Whoever. Oh, like a hostage negotiation. Well, just no, just keep talking, just keep talking and talking and talking and talking, and the shade will eventually just leave. Oh, um, oh, yeah, like a um, what you call it, Mister Smith goes to Washington. Um, filibuster. Filibuster. You <laughs> filibuster the shade out. Okay, sure. Um, whatever works. As know? for what sh- what possessions look like, that can take different forms, and I do I do think that's worth addressing. Okay. I, I don't have nearly enough time to actually go into it in the depth that I would like to, but I, I think it's worth m- noting that um, there is a um, difference of opinion as to whether mental illness and demonic possession are the same thing. Mm. Um, most... I believe most traditional analyses would say that they are indeed different things. Mm, mm-hmm. um, uh, the reason I, I hesitate is because there have been certain figures historically who um, don't make the Jewish people look so great, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> um, who uh, the, the tradition would say this is, um, this is uh, maybe both at the same time kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but that, and that, that complicates the question, but, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into it because if I did, then it would be a, an hour long yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but I just, I do think it's worth mentioning that, um, that, uh, there, when you talk about Beatlemania, for example, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, um, you know, the, the, let me put it this way: one of the more one of the most common examples of a demonic, uh, like symptoms, I should say, of a demonic possession mm-hmm. is fancy English word coming up: um, xenoglossia. Xenoglossia. Yeah, I just learned that. 
Um, That's an amazing word that I'm going to just drop into casual conversation moving forward. I would like to know what it means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it means, um, well, you could probably figure it out. Um, <laughs> it means uh, an alien voice is uh, speaking mm, mm-hmm. uh, from inside the person. Ah. Right. Um, that's something, and I am not an expert in the Catholic horror movie genre, but, um, but it's aspirational. I feel like that's something that's pretty, uh, common to find in any demonic possession. Sure. And that's, uh, you find that in, in Jewish texts as well. That's all I wanted to say about that. Hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't know, like if the Beatlemania scream counts, but I don't think it does. I think that's something else. I no, think it doesn't. I think that's something else. What about, it does not demon. Does the, be- does the, be- does the Beatlemania thing demon, right? Does it demon? Does it that's demon? our thing now? Yeah. No, I don't think it does. See, but the answer is always no. One of these days it's we're going to It's not always it. no. It's true. It's not always no. It's a lot. No. Um, cool. This is really interesting. And I feel like there's a lot more to say. And there is, but I'm trying to just, you know, keep it to okay. a normal <laughs> okay. episode length. <laughs> okay. Steven, thank you for tagging us with your awesome suggestion. This has been really fun. Um, folks, if you have other questions or ideas or things that you'd like us to address on the pod, then please tweet us at Throwing Shade, S H E Y D. Um, or you can email us. We've decided to break into the wide world of email, throwingshade613 at gmail.com. Shoot us your questions. And Alan's like, we have an email I address. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will we will either take them and do them on the pod or, or ignore them, not because we don't love you. Um, so awesome. Thanks again, Stephen, for your great question. And thanks, Alan. This was fun. Yeah. shade throwers we are coming to the end of our time but before we wrap with our action item a quick important announcement for our friends in the philadelphia area or the surrounding areas who have transportation and interest Uh, so we are super excited that we were invited out to do a live taping of throwing shade at the upcoming jewish new media festival at the National Museum of American Jewish History in Philadelphia. It is happening this Saturday and Sunday, December 7th and 8th, uh, 2019, this year, whenever you're listening to it, to all of you, you know, our robot overlords from the future who might be listening to this, it it already happened. Um, (laughs) But um, if you're in the area and you want to check it out, you can get a Sunday one-day festival pass or you can get a two-day pass if you want to check out stuff on Saturday as well. There's some really cool stuff happening in addition to our fun live taping. Um, I am especially excited because Yidlife Crisis is going to be doing some shtick, I believe, on Saturday night. And they are menchy and filthy minded and all kinds of fun. Um, So if you don't know about Yidlife Crisis, it's making Alan cringe right now and it's all kinds of fun. So um, we are going to be doing a live taping at five o'clock on Sunday um and it'll go about an hour we're gonna do our usual shtick we'll do some games we'll answer some questions and it's gonna be a super lot of fun and we're excited to be in the beautiful city of brotherly love um Mm -hmm. philadelphia so thank you to everybody who um, made the festival happen and who invited us out and if you are in the area we would love 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 to see you tweet us or email us if you have any other questions but that is happening this weekend so that is actually also an action item, but only for people in a very particular geographic area or who are like super fan people, which right. that would be a little 
we love you. That's lovely. So, yes. Alan, do you have an action item for our gorgeous listeners to take away with them, whether they are in Philadelphia and interested in hearing us talk in the flesh um, or whether they are listening from elsewhere in the world? Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I the, the thing in Philly should be really fun, and it's all fun to talk about Beatlemania and stuff. My action item, though, it's all is fun in games until <laughs> right until. But but I, I do think it, unleashes the shade. I do think it's um, when we ta- when we're talking on the topic of possession, uh, and you know uh, the the mental state of people is sort of a serious um, action item. But I do think it's worthwhile noting that um, uh, if you or someone you love is suffering from any kind of mental illness. Uh, the proper course of action is to seek medical help um, or to help those and not seek, you know, it, 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 don't don't focus on the shady. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I uh, um, the, uh, the, the thing to take is that shady are the causes of some of our problems, but not everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just wanted to uh, urge our listeners to take care of themselves and, and those they love. Amen. Cool. Thanks, Alan. Amazing. More to come. Gorgeous listeners. You are amazing. You matter. The world needs you. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. This has been Throne Shade. We'll see you next time as we continue to explore better living through Jewish demonology. Catch you all later.